It's lunchtime in Central Texas. What are we having? Uh, it's just your standard regular lunch, I guess. Milk? PB&J with the crusts cut off. Well, Brian, this is a very nutritious lunch. All the food groups are represented. Did your mom marry Mr. Rogers? Uh, no, Mr. Johnson. Huh. Time for the press box. Here's your host, Ward Weitz. And it is lunchtime in Central Texas. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton, and her. God. <laughs> Stephanie have along a name. with us. <laughs> I need a doorman in the studio. <laughs> check out these. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie with us here as we get started on this fabulous Friday, football Friday. We head into the wild card weekend in the NFL. Are you excited, Cam? I am super excited for super wild card weekend. I am too. I think you keep forgetting to put the super on that ward. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not going to put super in front of it. You're underselling it. I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's some great matchups. I don't know how many great sure. matchups there are. I really don't. But I think there's a couple that could be really interesting. This might be the best football weekend of the year. It could be. It, it's just nonstop. Be, because it's nonstop. Saturday to Sunday. Now you got goes, Monday night, too. Yeah. It's fantastic. I, I mean, it's, it's going to start narrowing its window yeah. rapidly. So enjoy it while you can. You're exactly right. Oh, by the way, enjoy it while you can as the weather is coming in to Central Texas. And we may get a little bit chilly over the next couple of Ooh, days. I'm prepared. Look what I'm wearing. <laughs> I, I, was, I was wondering if you'd still I look that. like a marshmallow. Like a lavender bath bomb. I, I, I thought you might have been going to a, I thought you might have been going to a Mamas and Papas concert. Well, somebody oh. said I look like Elton John, but I just need the glasses or Liberace. Maybe. Like, well, it yeah. does look warm, though. This I'd say Doja Cat. Okay. You know. Long-haired sweater you're wearing here. Very it's fuzzy. Like, it's like a, what's that animal called? Um... Oh, this should be good. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> the llama doesn't the llama have hair like this? A llama does have that. Actually, hair. yes, that that it's would. It's like a purple check out. llama yeah. sweater, people, and okay. I am rocking it. I don't care what anyone says. Maybe I alpaca. didn't say you weren't. <laughs> I'm gonna get Cam one, <laughs> but not in purple or pink. Yes, yeah, she oh, said I should I get hear. my girlfriend one, and I said I should get myself one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this weather coming up. You think I'm that generous? I'm going to give it to her? <laughs> oh, it's going to be cold. Yeah, it's going to be, it, and be careful out there. And if you haven't done so yet, here's a public service announcement. Go wrap your faucets. Ooh, yes. Let's do that. Please go wrap your faucets because yes. it's going to be that cold. And yet I know there are going to be people watching these games Saturday. They haven't left the house yet. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, boy. Look at these sad SOBs in Kansas City and <laughs> Buffalo. The f- and then they step outside and it's 25 here. It's, you know, it's Speaking cold of here. Kansas City and Buffalo, this could be the coldest game <laughs> in history in the <laughs> NFL with expected temperatures around zero degrees, wind chilled approaching minus 30, according to the Kansas National City? Weather Service. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> that Kansas City Miami game, oof. Now, the, the coldest me. game in history in the NFL. We all remember. Cincinnati? No, it was Dallas and the Packers oh, yes. in the Ice Bowl. Minus 13 degrees and minus 48 wind chilled on December 31st, 1967. Uh, you the weren't coldest, even born yet. 
<laughs> no, as a matter of fact, I wasn't, I wasn't even, even. I wasn't even born yet. But we were within yet. three decades of it. So the next coldest game in the NFL. How about the Bengals and the Chargers in the Freezer Bowl? Minus nine degrees, fifty nine. Minus 59 wind chill oh, oh, oh. in Cincinnati, January 10th, 1982. Mm. Next one on the record. Ooh, can I guess? Can I guess? Yes. I only have one guess for him, and I'm similar in the top five. The Patriots played the Titans one year, and it was like negative 30. They were telling people, if you have like heart problems, don't come to the game. Right. Wow. You'll die. What year was that? That was 04. They just had the 20th anniversary, I think, it, yesterday. It's not, it's not on this list. Oh, darn. But I do remember that. And And it always has to have a warm weather team involved, doesn't it? It does. The Chargers, the Cowboys, and in that case, the Titans, which is not, you know, tropical, but usually warmer than that. Well, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That's not something they're used to. And those ones, there's like, there's no real, I I doubt there's an actual home field advantage for those. Like players don't want to play in that. No, no, You know what I mean? That's just ridiculous. If there's some snow, that's one thing. You know, one team might be more used to it, but... Nobody wants to play. Not when you get down that Absolutely cold. nobody. Yeah. Seahawks and the Vikings. Seahawks Whoa. won 10 to 9 over the Vikings. Best. Minus 6 degrees, minus 25 wind chill in Minnesota, January 10th, 16. 2016. Very good. It was the it was that I think the one full year that they played at the University of Minnesota. That's when they were playing at the University and of Minnesota. The, and then they get that. Yeah, Blair Walsh missed that kick from like 20 yards. That would have won the game. That's not even huh. good for your body, is it, to play that in that cold no, weather? I, I mean, it's I not good for anybody. Yeah, it's it's well, it's no, not good all the way around. But and know. that surprises me a little bit about the Minnesota game because you would think all the years that they had the outdoor stadium, they might have had something. And they, and they comparable to that. But they went to the not. Super Bowl a couple of times in that, so they had playoff games there. Yeah, at the at the Met. So I don't know, Giants and the Packers. Giants won twenty three to twenty seven. Minus one degree at kickoff, minus twenty three wind chill. Mm. I mean that that is going to feel balmy tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs> I, think, I think that was the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah, it so, was. I mean, you can't get it much January twentieth, two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Packers couldn't have pulled that one out mm. for my Patriots. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about it. So <laughs> it is, is just going cold. to be absolutely miserably cold. In Kansas City at kickoff tomorrow think- night, and they're not kicking off till seven o'clock. Ugh. And oh, by the way, you got to make sure it's it's on pay per view. Yeah, it's it's, it's on Peacock. It's going to be an ugly game, and I, I've, that makes me. Well, I'm still mad that they put it on Peacock, which no one has. It's probably it's probably the least subscribed streaming service it. in the country. All right, and I'm Party not I'm it. not. Yeah, I'm not getting a free house. trial. I'm not going out of my way. I'm just not watching it. I'll watch the highlights. Uh, and Well, y'all go can come to my there. house and watch it if you want. All right. Sounds S- like a party. Scott, tater tots. we have company coming. <laughs> Wait, yeah, can we have tater tots? Just, just, Thomas? Tater tots, yes. I'll make tater tots. He just jerked the wheel. <laughs> he almost ran off the road when he said He's that. He's listening. Uh, tater tots, what, any other requests you would like? Well, I mean, you said Chili? that tater tots were supposed to be on your You got to have buffet. meatballs. Meatballs, meatballs are easy. I can do that. I'm going to ask you a question for for the soft generation. I'll I'll represent it here. Mm-hmm. Does the NFL ever have any pause for concern? I know they can't really do much, but when they see that a game is going to be negative 35, oh, degrees, they can move it. Yeah, is that do you question? think they have a thought to that to just moving it somewhere? 
I'm you sure know, you they move, do. You don't move it to Miami because they didn't they didn't earn it. But like, do they ever have a thought for that? They, sh- you know, what they should do is meet somewhere in the middle. You know, like if can't who are they playing? Like I don't Miami, Miami. Miami. You know, I mean, even put it to Atlanta. Yeah, right. That's that's a long way from Miami. Or You're playing anywhere in that has a covered right. That a covered stadium. I mean, that's Play what I would De- do. Playing in Detroit for all I care. Yeah, we don't care. Reply, but when it's that cold, put it in a covered stadium. And if you're the NFL, you're you're you don't really care about a home field advantage. If the NFL could do all the rounds in a neutral site, they probably would because all the money's in TV anyway. Well, you might care because of the crowd. Your home crowd's going to care, right? Yeah, the home crowd fans. is going to care. Yes, but do I think the league offices care? No, no, no. Of course, it looks better on TV when you're playing at Arrowhead and it's this great crowd. Of course. But if the alternative was, hey, we'll move it to Atlanta, but this is the NFL. I don't care what round it is. We're going to punch that place out. I don't think they care all that much. Yeah, but back in the day, like, let's go back to 1967. They're playing on ice. I mean, that's dangerous. Now let's call that game and reschedule, right? That's the Cowboys fan in you. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. but when it's that cold, play through it. Yeah, because that's the thing. It doesn't – technically, it doesn't – affect your game plan. Now, most of these are going to have a lot of wind, so that would, but, like, it's not precip. The ball's not slippery. <laughs> it's just really, really, really cold. Like, really cold. Like, cold enough that you almost shouldn't be doing any kind of physical activity. Well, no. It's, I mean, I mean the it does have an effect on the body. Like, it does have a huge <laughs> effect on the body. No, well, I'm, you know, these no, are extreme right. athletes. And, you know, they like, I fear, You know who I fear for? I, I talked about it. I think, if you, it's really, I think really you cold, fear for the fans more than you fear for the players right, on the field. Right. And if it's so cold that, like, if you have any kind of heart problems, it's dangerous. I got to fear for Andy Reid a little bit. He's a big guy. Okay. He's a yeah, big guy. Yeah, but he guy. can have, like, you know, they have heaters yes, like and the stuff fans, and the like hand the, warmers. I feel sorry for the cheerleaders. I don't think they'll be. They might not even be out. Yeah, that. They probably won't even be at the. Well, they'll be in I mean, some luxury be there, suite. But they'll be dancing. In a suite. Yeah, they'll be. Nah. I feel for like I, the they 60... won't be in normal attire. I'll tell you that. No, like, they'll be in like sweats and everything. You know, they have those sweat pant outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, like they'll the be in parkas. They'll be in something like I'm wearing. <laughs> no, they won't. Hopefully, they should be. Okay, it's bougie. It is that. <laughs> but like the 68 year old season ticket holder. No, he ain't going. I mean. He may have a heart attack at the game. That's he what I mean. Going. Like it's almost it's a safety hazard at that point. It's insane. Well, I mean, hopefully these fans are smart enough to know that I'm not going. And I promise you, it will be a empty. full house. Oh, you think they so? will go? Oh, yes. yes, it will be a full house with idiots without shirts on and everything. Else. <laughs> <laughs> and half the stadium having in the back of their head the whole game. Hmm, is my car going to start to get out of here? <laughs> <Nope>. Like, <laughs> I barely got it to get in here. Well, if they're smart, right? They're yeah, gonna... how much does this affect tailgating at Kansas City? Oh, it doesn't. I'm... People are going to be tailgating. They're going to be making gonna new be friends. Bonfires. Steph- Stephanie thinks there's going to be an empty stadium, but the tailgating is going to be Yeah, everybody goes for the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Everyone goes for the tailgate. Look, I love a good tailgate, and I don't think I'd ever give up tickets if I was a season ticket holder or anything like that, but... I would have to have that in the back of my mind of like, why don't I just show up an hour before the game? Why? Here's, <laughs> here's what I do. If if I'm a season ticket holder, I don't mess with trying to drive to the game. I Uber to the game, drop yeah, me off at the ultra, gate, yeah. and I'll go to the game, There you go. get me back in the car, take me home. But what if you can't get an Uber on your way home? Well, then 
I guess you just... You're stranded. You will have to walk around a little bit. Keep that in mind. You yeah. get an Uber from a football stadium. I would just hire a driver. Well... I mean, you're going to hire an Uber driver. Option. Just, well, you get your friends Find together and get a limo. Drive. No, get a limo. Get a limo. Get a... Done, you know, Act good. like you're a star, Ward. Okay, boo. You just buy one car for the way home. Yeah, I mean... Like I off the lot. Did you see I mean, where the Kansas City player, player could do Charles, that, yeah. and I can't... I don't know the correct pronunciation of his last name um but he is a defensive lineman for the kansas city chiefs number 90 okay he is so against this being on peacock that he took matters into his own hands and he said that there's this this should not he said this is insane that our fans have to go to peacock to watch this game on this platform. Mm-hmm. So he's right, by the way. He is right. Mm. So he went and bought 90 memberships to Peacock and he's giving them away on Twitter. Okay. That's cool. So if you would like That's to cool. be involved in that, find him on Twitter and find out if you can be one of the 90 people that. But he just went out and bought 90 memberships. Even the players know that this is a bad idea. Yeah. No, it's, it does stink. Hey, you it know really what? For, especially for the most accessible league in the world at this point. I mean, we had, in 2007, the Patriots went for that 16-0 season, and the final game was slated to be on NFL Network only. Mm-hmm. And they got bullied so hard, and this is like the Twitter isn't even, I don't even think it existed yet. Um, and they got bullied so hard, they had to put it on a local station for Main New York stream. and Boston, yeah. and they, they had to work it out. And I think they was one of the early like live streams on, on the internet. Uh, for the NFL. And I thought, good, we're never going to have this problem again. And here we are in 2024, the team that just won the Super Bowl and one that was one of the most exciting all season long is on Peacock. Like, let take the teams out of it. We shouldn't have an NFL playoff game on Peacock. No. I don't care what they're doing for commercials because apparently they are cutting down big time on commercials. I, I, I don't care but about I, that. But you're going to have a commercial break. Like, what? <laughs> doesn't matter to us. If we can't watch the game, what does it matter? Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, I'm going to charge. If you want to come to my house, it's $25. Get in the gate. Cover we'll feet. set up a big screen and whoever wants to watch it can come. All right. So you can there you, you can do the free trial of Peacock and at worst pay like six bucks after that. And, or and then they'll raise your rate like you can come to Stephanie's or 25. You can go to Stephanie, yeah, yeah I'm 25. just kidding. Maybe get I'm one of these kidding. sweaters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sweater Y'all party favors Y'all would be great. Can come. I think right. Aaron, I think Aaron's gonna get this one on Twitter and share the password with us. <laughs> That's what I think's gonna happen. I just get a Twitter. I, I, I still can't believe it's on Peacock, but you know, it it's is awful. what it is. And what and actually genuinely might be the best matchup of the weekend. I think it is. I think like it's, it's going to be a great football game. I mean, I, w- I don't blame Take that Take the weather out of it. I, I mean, these were two teams it's... that were, at the beginning of December, like battling to not even play this weekend, like to have right. the number one seed. Mm-hmm. And here they are. Like a team that a lot of people had going to the Super Bowl for most of this season, and then one that, oh yeah, just won the Super Bowl. So It'll be interesting. We'll get into more of the matchups coming up a little bit later on. We'll also get our picks uh, for this wild card, uh, excuse me, Super Thank wild you. card weekend <laughs> coming up Give uh, the this weekend as well. But coming up next, let's talk Cowboys. Kyle Yeomans from the Cowboy Network. He'll join us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. 
Baylor Big 12 Women's Basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The fourth-ranked Baylor women on the road at Iowa State on Saturday, 11.30 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. High noon tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman here on the flagship station for Baylor women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. I'm Kyle Tumbleton, general manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota is ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles with data compiled for more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at IncommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Kish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. 
Syntec Sports News, streaming and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. And welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas on this Football Friday. Joining us now, as promised, from the Dallas Cowboys Network, Mr. Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, how are you? Doing great, Ward. How are you guys here on this Football Friday? It's a playoff football Friday. How about that? Yes, and excited to get to your pregame and everything you guys have to uh, say about this game coming up. They take care of business against Washington. Really no surprise there against Washington. Now you head into the wild card weekend against a familiar foe in the playoffs, the Green Bay Packers, and it hasn't been easy for the Cowboys against the Green Bay Packers. This year, I don't know that it's going to be easy again, but how much does the Dan Quinn noise distract this team going into this game? You know, it's funny. I I feel like it could be a distraction that that could be one of the talking points, and it, it has been. I mean, most of the defensive players that are under Dan Quinn have been asked about uh, his future and and his impact and really how that's affected and and grown over these last three years. Uh, But if anything, I don't think it's a distraction. I think it's more a motivator. And and that's really kind of been the the consensus answer. I asked uh, Deron Bland just kind of one-on-one yesterday. Of course, he was named a first-team All-Pro today. I kind of asked him, I was like, hey, Dan Quinn, uh, I was like, what's what's been his impact on you? And he goes, yeah, I, I know why you're asking that question, uh, but I'm I'm pretty open about it. Like, I, I feel at peace at the fact that he's our guy. Uh, and, and even if he may not be here next year, he's here right now. And he's been very adamant to the team about being where his feet are planted and, and making sure he still makes an impact because they've got four games to go. That's the way that they look at it. They've got a month of football remaining. To, to reach the ultimate goal. And he's uh, uh, just as much a part of that now as he was prior to the end of the regular season and as he was going into the regular season. So that he, that's just, I think, a testament to, to his relationship with his players, uh, their respect for him, and then his respect for the organization that has brought him here and had a lot of success with him calling the plays defensively and setting up that defense over these last three seasons. And continuing on with Quinn, we know, you know, it looks like next year he's going to be a head coach somewhere, right? And and, and yeah. the, the odds-on favorite has to be Seattle with Pete Carroll right. stepping away and, and the success that Quinn had there as the defensive coordinator. But plenty of jobs open, and he's got interviews lined up with different teams. Is there something that we're missing here that would make Quinn a good fit somewhere other than Seattle? Yeah, I think there's three. It, it's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll even backtrack a little further than I was originally going to. But these these last three off seasons, these last three circles, and I'm throwing this upcoming off season into that three. He's been a top name, right? He may not have been the top name. He may not be the the sought after coach because there's been so many young guns that are either on the offensive side or defensive side that these teams want to try and see if they can find the next Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or Matt Lafleur or guys like that. Uh, he he hasn't ended up in a in a right situation. I think partially. Uh, that relies on he wants to to go to the right situation. He doesn't want to leave for just any job. He doesn't want to go to uh, an organization that's struggling or in a huge rebuild. He wants to go and win football games and and win with a team that he believes uh, can make a run. And and Seattle's at the top of that list because, of course, he he won there in the Legion of Boom years. He had so much success. He's revered still in Seattle. I mean, when we were up there for the preseason game, people were talking about Seattle and, and Dan Quinn and just how much they miss him. Uh, but you also have a 
an element to his his coaching style that would fit in a place like New England, that would fit in a place like Los Angeles, because Los Angeles, they have a quarterback, right? And right. I know that they may not want to go defensive head coach to defensive head coach, but if you're Dan Quinn, you're looking at that situation and saying, okay, brand new stadium, uh, a chance to establish a culture, establish the fact that you're one of the greatest of that organization's tenure. Because if he goes to L.A. and he goes and wins with the Chargers, he would be a legend with the Chargers and because there really hasn't been that guy there. So there's there's different elements to it, I think, that will, will play a factor. But really, I think the best fit is Seattle, and everybody kind of sees that uh, going into this coaching cycle. But he's got a lot of job to do between now and then and, and before Seattle even makes a decision, I believe. Is there – a decision where Dan Quinn says, you know what, this is all really, really intriguing, but I'm really happy being a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I, I think there is that. I don't I don't think it happens for a fourth straight year, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think you're gonna get lucky again. But we've said that the last couple of years. Like he's gonna leave. He's gonna be a head coach. He's going to to move on and, and take that step forward and he just ultimately hasn't done it, whether that's because he didn't believe the right fit was there or he just really loved being in Dallas that much. Uh, I think there were different elements to it. But I, I just have a feeling that this is this is going to be the last go-round. And I think the players understand that too. I think the defensive guys that we talked to, like I said a little bit earlier, understand that they've got, I mean, minimum one game left with Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator so let's not waste it. Let's play four more games. Let's make sure you make the run that you're supposed to with, with as talented as this defense is and then send him out on a high note and, and let him go off to Seattle or Los Angeles or wherever he ends up and, and have some success out there as well. So obviously huge weekend this weekend as we flip, this, flip the page over to the real season now, the postseason, and – not that the, the Cowboys have taken care of business, but a lot of things have broken their way the last couple of weeks that I think has changed a lot of people's expectations uh, about this road here in the in the NFC. Has it felt tighter around the Cowboys facility? How is kind of the, the temperature of the room with the Cowboys team as, as we turn into the most important weeks of the year? You know, and this is this is going to sound cliche, but it, it really is the truth. And I mean, I've been in the building Monday through Friday normal nine to five action throughout and it feels like business as usual it's a normal week they haven't changed anything talked with mike mccarthy both uh tuesday and thursday uh and i mean he he's taking it with a quiet confidence is, is ultimately what it feels like i mean this is a, this is a team that's been there before if you look at the nfc and, and like you said it's it's wide open they're set up for success uh they are one of three teams that have legitimate playoff uh, resumes and, and I, I mean you could throw maybe Los Angeles into it but that's not the same Rams team that won the Super Bowl a couple seasons ago it's a completely different roster outside of a, a couple of the key cornerstone players where this Cowboys team for the most part is the same team that went the last two years that have suffered some some heartbreaking losses to San Francisco and have at least been there and done that I think we're going to get to the point with this organization that nothing catches them by surprise in the playoffs first year of Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys in the postseason, you got caught off guard by a, a, a better San Fran team that was hot at the right time and came in with some confidence. Uh, last year, you beat up on Tom Brady. You went to the divisional round. You had to go 
on the road and, and San Fran defensively just shut you down and there was nothing your offense could do in that game. You lost Tony Pollard halfway through and that really just upended uh, your chances. This year, I, I really think there's a confidence level that's higher than each of the last two seasons. And, and it, it may turn into a champ, a, a conference championship arrival. It may turn into a couple wins in the postseason. But setup-wise, it, it always felt like there was a heightened intensity for playoff time, and it doesn't feel like that as much this year. It feels like it's business as usual, and they're going into this and trying to attack it like they would any other game throughout the year. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And, Kyle, building off that, shouldn't the Cowboys, though, also be careful because Jordan Love, a very talented young quarterback, he's a little bit hot right now with that offense, and the running game is going to be a problem for the Cowboys. Uh, I would say you talk a little bit hot. I mean, is he not 18 touchdowns to one interception since week 11? <laughs> Pretty uh, good. I think for the most part, he he might be the ticket. Sorry, I'm trying to get my phone off of Bluetooth. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, got it. Got it back now. But um, yeah, the the he's one of the hottest quarterbacks in in the game right now. I, I think Dallas very much so understands the challenge that that Jordan Love brings. And if you wanted to throw some other names into it. Look at the success that Aaron Jones has had against the mm-hmm. Cowboys. 133 rushing yards per game on average. Aaron Jones, this was a stat that just blew my mind. Aaron Jones rushing yards per game is the most out of any single running back against the Cowboys in franchise history. That's more oh, than Barry Sanders. That's more than, uh, I mean, Adrian Peterson. It's more than uh Walter Payton I mean you think about some of the greats that the Cowboys have gone up against Aaron Jones is tops of the list in the three games that he's played against the Cowboys he's had an average of 133 yards per game it, that's an incredible number so uh you you throw that into the fire you throw the fact fact that Christian Watson didn't do anything in the first half of his rookie season and then in week 10 last year he put up three touchdowns and had an incredible game at Lambeau Field that that the Cowboys blew in the in the fourth quarter and then went into overtime and lost on the road. And I think there's, there's, it goes back to what we were talking about a moment ago, how you can't necessarily be caught off guard by anything in the postseason. This team's not going to be caught off guard by green Bay. They may be the seventh seed. They may have squeaked into the playoffs in the last week of the regular season, but they're not taking this team lightly. It feels like there's a, a, an added emphasis. Sure. On uh, yeah, it's playoffs. Let's keep it a normal week. Uh, but they know that they're pay- they're playing a good team this week, and they don't want to slip up and, and have any setbacks like they have in, in playoff years past. And to kind of build off the Jordan Love point of it, you know, you, you mentioned it, and it's true. He's one of the hottest quarterbacks in football the last couple of months yeah. when the games have really mattered. But uh, is there something to it as well of he's never been here before? So do you look sure. at that as maybe the lights are a little too bright or – Hey, I mean, they've been playing playoff football the last couple of weeks, and he doesn't know he's not supposed to lose this game. Yeah, I think there's there's a little bit of both. I mean, it's it, it, they've needed to win pretty much uh, exactly what they did, end up winning down the stretch. They won six of their last eight, just like the Cowboys did. So, yeah, playing really good football, but I, I think you bring up a good point. If the lights are too bright for Jordan Love, uh, he doesn't know that yet. The, the Packers don't know that yet, so certainly the Cowboys don't either. Because going back to his time uh, with uh, with Nevada or 
wherever he came out of school. Was it Nevada or Utah State? I can't remember which. which I one. think you had it with Nevada. I think that's it right. It was not Nevada, yeah. right? Okay. I couldn't remember. Navy and gray. <laughs> yes, yeah. Those. You got the color scheme for uh, sure. Yeah, I've got a, a photographic memory, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but the uh, but but when he came out of school, that's the these are the biggest games he's ever played. He never played in a game that significantly uh, heightened in college. A lot of these guys have played in college football playoff semifinals, SEC championship games. Uh, national championship games like we saw on Monday, uh, but he never got the chance to play in it. The biggest game he played in was the New Mexico Bowl against the University of North Texas, Go Mean Green. So I, I think there's there's reasons why there's maybe uncertainty around it, but I wouldn't necessarily expect that uncertainty and, and bank on that from Jordan Love. He's shown that when the pressure is on, he's played his best football of his career, and that was really the back half of the season. So I don't think I want to test it out too too significantly on Sunday. Kyle, how imperative for the Cowboys this week is it to get that running game going and especially get Tony Pollard running downhill a little bit? Yeah, I think it's important just based off of the fact that this is a Green Bay team that ranks 28th in the NFL in rushing yards allowed per game. They have four games this season where they've allowed over 200 yards on the ground. So there's been opportunity there for opponents playing Green Bay to, to run the football. And, and for those that might be wondering, well, Dallas hasn't done very well running, stopping the run either. Well, Dallas is 16th. So Dallas is a little bit below average. They only have two games where teams have rushed for over 200 yards. And so they have half of the games there. So 16th versus 28th and then two versus four. So Green Bay's run defense is significantly worse than what Dallas's is, at least on paper. So if if there were an opportunity to get going on the ground, it'd be early in this football game. Get the confidence established with Tony Pollard. Don't go away from what you do best. And, and so far this season, Dallas has thrown the football around better than most teams in the NFL. So don't get away from that. And, and But you don't want to also force anything. And you also want to maybe set up play action. I think it's it's crucial early in the game to run the football effectively, because if not, then Green Bay is going to try and rely on some of their talented secondary players, Jair Alexander, uh, who is a little banged up and hasn't had the best season, but he's a trash talker. He, he loves playing in the heightened uh, intensity game. So he's going to bring his best, even if he's not a hundred percent. So uh, I, I want to see Tony Pollard run the rock early and, and try and establish the full playbook for the Cowboys, so that way there's no question going into the latter parts of the game. Kyle, I'm going to take you on a weird trip through my wild mind right now, okay, Let's to get to it. this I question. So, uh, Because you, you make a great point there, and that both teams have the opportunity to, to run the football. For as much as we yeah. kind of malign the Cowboys for it on both sides, there are opportunities on both sides to establish the run. Now, I look at when I think about that, I think limited possessions. And so the next mm-hmm. thing I look at is red zone offense, which is something that – we skewered the Cowboys for it the early part of the season because it was terrible. But they've was, worked their yeah. way up the last couple of months for sure. They're, they're now in the middle of the pack, you know, not as good as Chicago or the Chargers in red zone offense, but have moved up into the middle of the NFL. And obviously points have not really been a problem that much this season. So with yeah. that and an improved red zone offense, do you think do you think more confidently about the Cowboys in these games with limited possessions than you would have a month or two ago? Yeah, I, I definitely do. And I think you've seen some guys step up. I mean, C.D. Lamb has scored a touchdown for every game since the the football was invented. Apparently, <laughs> uh, he's, he's been in the re- he's been in the end zone a lot. Brandon Cooks 
has stepped up for a significant chunk of the season in terms of a red zone target. Uh, you've had Jake Ferguson, Tony Pollard have some touches in the red zone. I, I really do feel more confident. And if we were on this this program earlier in the year talking about how if there was some red flags early on, it was red zone, it was running running the ball, and, and they, they definitely fixed the red zone element to it. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in it. Plus, I mean, Los Angeles is not very good in the red zone. I mean, you look at – or not Los Angeles. You said Chargers a minute ago. Yeah. My first thought was – they're, they're I was like, don't diss the Cowboys here. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I mean, the the uh, the Packers, the Packers are not very yeah, good. They the are zone either. Yes, they are so, five spots below Dallas. Just in case you're wondering about that, that's five uh, percent less. Yeah. So I, I, I think there's there's a way that you can have some success uh, in the red zone, and then uh, continuing to build off of some of the things that you've established as the season's gone on. It's certainly a talking point. And if you, uh, if you do have a, a bit of a lapse, I think it'll be a talking point post game, but ultimately as long as you get the job done and you put points on the board, that's all you can really ask for, for this team. Kyle Yeoman's Cowboys network with us in the press box on ESPN central Texas on this football Friday. And Kyle, how much of this pressure lays at the feet of one Dak Prescott? Is it all on him to get this done? Is it all on him? No. Will it be all on him based off of the media and really the reaction post game? It, it's going to be between him and the head coach. That's just kind of how it goes. And he talked about it a little bit yesterday. I really liked his answer on this. You can you can go watch it on on DallasCowboys.com if you really want to. He had a he had a great media availability yesterday. I really enjoyed listening. But one thing that he had to say was, I guess that's the nature of the position. Is is the quarterback position? You are you are wins and losses. You're judged on uh, you're judged on Super Bowl titles. You're judged on the win and loss record. If you if you win Super Bowls, that's one thing. I mean, if if we were to look back at the '90s Cowboys and say, yeah, Nate Newton had six Pro Bowls, he had three Super Bowls, he was a legend for the Cowboys. Maybe not a Hall of Famer, but a legend nonetheless. But if you ask me, what was Nate Newton's record as a starter? Uh, at the at the offensive guard position, nobody would be able to name that off the top of their head. Uh, but but wins and losses are attached to the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. You have quarterback wins, you have quarterback losses. People know that. It's almost like a like a pitcher in baseball, right? Mm-hmm. You get a 21 pitcher uh, through a 162 game season, you're you're having a pretty good year. Are wins and losses completely on you and completely on? Uh, on your your manager or whoever's around you? No, not necessarily, but it does affect your stat line as a whole. That's what the quarterback position is. You're you're going to have that extra pressure to get it done when it matters most. And and Dak, I think, understands that and he knows the challenge that's at hand. This isn't his first rodeo. He's learned a lot since he faced the Packers in that 2016 playoff run. So. Uh, it's going to be a challenge, but I don't think it's one that's that's really sneaking up on Dak and what he brings. And talking about the defense a little bit too, it's very much in in the Dan Quinn mold. You know, scary good yeah. at times, especially the way they force turnovers. And and Quinn's the guy who won a Super Bowl as a DC. He took another team to a Super Bowl as a head coach. And so just focusing on this defense with how we've seen championship teams built in the past. I know quarterback is bigger than ever, but it comes down to defense at the end of the day. Is this defense good enough that there's no excuse for the Cowboys to not be in the conference championship? Yeah, I, I just don't see any any reason you should lose one of these next two games. 
if you lose a, a tight one at home to a really good Detroit team in the divisional round, it, it would hurt and it would be disappointing. But you you lost to a team that was probably better on that day. If it was a tight game and you just you just fell. If you lose to any of these other teams, uh, a team like Philadelphia who's banged up, who's a bit out of it, uh, I mean, hasn't played well down the stretch and that you beat by 30 the last time you played them, that's one thing. You, you beat a, a team that won a bad division or you lose to a team that you won a bad uh, division with in Tampa Bay or, or you lose to the Packers this week. Like that, Those are going to be disappointing losses. There's, there's really only one scenario where you can say this team – could fall in the divisional round. And you don't want to look too far ahead. And I don't think this team is looking ahead, but as media members, you kind of have to. And they have everything set up in front of them to make a run to the conference title game. You play two games at home against teams that you've either beat or haven't played yet and would be heavily favored against. So win these two games, get to the conference title game, and then see who you face there, whether it's L.A. or San Francisco, and then you can kind of make a run from that point. Kyle Yeoman's with us here in the press box on ESPN Central Texas. And Kyle, say the Cowboys fall against the Packers. What does it happen to Mike McCarthy at that point? Yeah, that one's that's a tough question. It really is because as much as he's had success and he's won three straight twelve wins, right? It 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 seems like his job should be safe and it should be secure. But I feel like we've had this conversation the last two years after a 12-5 and season and then an exit in the playoffs of does he have enough to get it over the top? Well, he's never had a setup this good. He's the two seed. I mean, you, you have a chance to even host the conference title game. If San Francisco falls in the, in the divisional round, you've got a chance to host the title game. You are set up as well as any Cowboys team since that 27-year drought started back in the nineties. So if you fall to a green Bay team who snuck in, who has a quarterback making his first playoff start, who's the youngest uh, NFL playoff team to, to field a team since like the 1973 season, then all of a sudden you're, you, you might be in question. He may be on, uh, on the chopping block for that. Do I think that happens? No. Not necessarily, but I also don't think the Cowboys lose in the wild card round. Right. I think they take care of business, and I think they're the better team. So if the surprise happens from a loss in, against Green Bay, I don't know if it's the only surprise that we'd have throughout the week. So I, I just don't think I can put full confidence in the fact that his job is secure if he doesn't win this game on Sunday. And Kyle, you mentioned it in there, you know, the what's at stake? for this team and, and how well-developed they are. And we've had people on the airwaves this week saying it's one of the biggest weeks or months in Cowboys team history. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's saying a lot for this franchise, yeah. and I know you're saying it's business as usual in the building. Does it does it have that feel that we're entering into potentially one of the biggest months in the history of this franchise with the expectations and, and what could possibly happen by the end of the month? Uh, I, I Honestly, I, I agree with the sentiment just because of the potential that's at hand. And it goes back to what I was saying a moment ago, saying that they're, they're set up as well as they have been. Right. Uh, But, but in terms of biggest months, it doesn't feel like that in the building. I just think it, it has that potential because anytime you don't win it, 
anytime you don't go to the Super Bowl or you don't go to an NFC championship game, it just increases the pressure for the next team that's going to have to dethrone that streak, right? Because this this team right now, the team that's led by Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, I mean, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, this team is carrying the weight and the pressure of the 27 teams prior that have not reached that total. Is it their fault? Is it Dak Prescott's fault or CeeDee Lamb's fault that they have to carry that pressure? No, but is that the, the – is that the the reality of playing for the most polarizing sports brand in the in the world really? Yeah, it it is. It, there's a lot of pressure that comes with playing on the star, playing with the star on the side of your helmet. And so there there's a, an intensity to it. And yes, it, could this be one of the most impressive or most terrifying months of of Cowboys football in in recent memory? Sure. But I could say that every year that they don't make it back to an NFC title game or they don't make it back to a Super Bowl. Uh, because if we if we see it this year and it, it, it turns out and they don't end up making that run, we're going to come right back in early 2025 and we're going to say this, is go- this has the potential to be one of the biggest months of Cowboys football because they didn't get it done last year either. Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network, with us here in the press box. Kyle, do me one favor. Make sure that they wear the white jerseys throughout the playoffs. <laughs> lose the blue yeah well hey they've got a they've got a white out for for the first game i don't know what they're thinking for the second game but if they've got a blue out for the second game i think they're still going to wear the white jersey so i think you're good i think there's nothing to worry about and yeah they may <laughs> not be in the rotation uh for, for playoff time i i'm still in the camp of the blue jersey jinx i'm sorry but i'm old and oh, i'm just you, there you've been on that you've Come been on, on that bandwagon since i was in in Waco, I know I was on that show, and I, I I disagreed with you then. I know you do. I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not for playoff time. Let's not mess with Juju during playoff. Yeah, time, let's right? don't do that. Kyle, <laughs> pregame show starts at two o'clock. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Two p.m. Central Time. DallasCowboys.com, the YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, in the Cowboys Now app, which is free to download. So. Yeah, come join us. We'll be on the field at AT&T Stadium. They, they thought about putting us outside, mm-hmm. uh, but it's going to be like 25, and <laughs> like 7. So I think uh, I think we talked them out of that. We're going to be indoors uh, <laughs> in the nice, cozy 72-degree AT&T Stadium. But uh, special guests, I mean, last time we were on the sideline, we got Michael Irvin to sit down with us and uh, got some, some special guests with Nate Newton having a, a roaming mic. So, We've got some fun stuff planned. Be sure to join us 2 p.m. Central Time. Kyle, appreciate the time as always. Have a great broadcast, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yes, sir, guys. Thanks for having me as always. Talk to you next week. There he goes, Kyle Yeomans, Cowboys Network. Yeah, he gets to be indoors. That's better than being in Kansas bad. City, I guess. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> it's not not a fan of the blue jerseys, though. No. Is it a, is it completely jinx, or you also don't like? Because I know there no, are a lot it's of a Cowboys complete fans jinx. that don't like them. Okay. It's a jinx. It's both for me, but, yeah, I grew up watching them lose every time they Wore the dark blue mm. jerseys, just mm-hmm. about. Hate that. It's a jinx. Throw them away. Burn them. <laughs> Get rid of the blue jersey. <laughs> All right, she's back. Go Cowboys! This is, is Dallas Cowboys.
Cowboys football 2023. Prescott's back to throw, looking right. Only heard here. Throws it in the end zone, caught for a touchdown in the back of the end zone. All season. By C.D. Lamb. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Packers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's mine. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. The savings continue with the Start Something New sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. Right now, get a 2023 Ram 1500 Laramie Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 15000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Or a 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab four-wheel drive with 12000 off MSRP or 2.9% for 72 months. Plus a special discount for first responders only at Allen Samuels. Come by. Let's be friends. Since 2006, Scott's Lease Trailers has leased commercial belly dump trailers and commercial flatbed trailers to customers throughout Central Texas. The leases at Scott's Lease Trailers are available long-term or short-term. They have several trailers to choose from, and all their trailers are guaranteed to pass Texas Department of Transportation inspection at pickup. Family-owned and operated and located in Cossie, Scott's Lease Trailers. They will answer your phone call no matter the day or time. Call James at 254-422-5375. That's 254-422-5375. The Big 12 Shootaround. Weekdays at 550 on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Save to win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Every $25 deposit is another chance to win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win accounts must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member service rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com for official rules. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. human drama of athletic competition. It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Lafayette Restaurant and Cantina, King Ranch Turfgrass, Mosby's Land Management, Myatt Fuels, and now, here's Stephanie. <gasps> so, he didn't even have my mic on. <laughs> it was an accident. He's fired. It was an accident. <laughs> I, I, I promise I didn't do that on purpose. Oh, sure. Would you mind repeating for us? Ta-da. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> Couldn't miss we're that. Ready. I mean. Now we're ready. <laughs> Too funny. Okay, so we know it's going to be really, really cold this weekend. It's, oh, really? I mean, really? it's cold today. What? It's cold today. Mm. It's not cold out there. Well, it is to me. Okay. Even with my Puff okay. Magic Dragon sweatshirt. <laughs> That's better. That's but better. Kind of like Barney. <laughs> I like that. I'm more thinking of you as Barney. Barney? Yeah, the no, purple. But yeah. It's light purple. It's a lavender. Lavender, yeah. All right. Anyway, it's going to be cold this week. Can we get a lavender cartoon character, please, to compare Stephanie to? There isn't one. All right, fine. I'm like purple Barbie today. <laughs> yeah, there's no lavender ape. It's just great. No, I guess it's just not. Purple yeah. Barbie. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, okay, so it's going to be cold, so don't forget about your fur babies, literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're cold, too. And so I was, like, Googling, and I came across— Well, that surprises I know, right? <laughs> I came across some NFL football players who are very, very active and supportive in their communities for the Humane Societies or, you know, adopt a friend. And they've taken on this slogan saying, don't shop, adopt. And I kind of like that. That's kind of catchy, right? Don't just look around. Adopt a pet because they need homes and loves too. So going through the list, and this is going to shock you. Chris Chris Godwin, is it Godwin of the Godwin, team? Yeah. Godwin, Godwin. Uh, I thought you were going to lead with Michael Vick. Uh, that was that would have no, no, really no, 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 surprised no. me. <laughs> that would have. This is going to surprise you guys. That's awful. Actually, he probably does do that now. But anyway, yeah, Chris Godwin. I think Tampa he does Bay. have no choice but, but he to does. do it. Okay, does. so Chris Godwin. <laughs> yeah, I think he might have been ordered to do it. <laughs> of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he adopted a Husky mixed dog and a pit mix, okay? The Husky's name is Ziggy, and the pit is Ghost. Okay. And he takes them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Takes them everywhere. Okay, Colin Johnson of the New York Giants. He had adopted a Dalmatian mix, and he named her Molly. Okay. How cute is that? Marlon Humphreys of the Ravens. Now, this is weird, just because I'm not a big fan of cats, but he adopted a white cat and named, I don't know if it's an it or her, Snowflake. <laughs> well, that's a How little, topical. That's a little <laughs> that's unimaginative. Yeah, <laughs> just right. Ronnie Stanley of the Ravens. He adopted a two pit terrier mixes named Rico and Lola. I like that. Okay. Darian Waller. He also adopted a cat 
gray and white, named Spyro. Okay. Okay. Patrick Mahomes. He adopted a pit bull and named him Steel. And this dog will actually, they I found like this video, I should have saved it in a picture, where he's sitting, you know, like on his back legs, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the couch and they're watching football together. <laughs> That's great. That's isn't that what every right? guy wants? Yeah, Co- just Coco and I watch football. Well, I know you do. I mean, have you met? Yeah, but Pat Mahomes named his dog after Kevin Steele. So I know. That's but big. This dog is Ward's dog, so bougie <laughs> that Ward even has cameras to watch Coco, and he can watch her from oh, his that. phone. Yeah, and she likes what? So does she like Friends or something? Hmm. Like, she'll sit there and watch Friends all day while he's Oh, she's the one that likes it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Russell Wilson, he has three Great Danes named Prince. Oof. That's a lot. That's 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 three Great Danes. You know how big It's like adopting three teenagers. I know. They'll (laughs) eat you out of house and home. So you've got Prince, Naomi, and Hero. Those are, I mean, I can only imagine what his food bill is. It's large. That's just like a lot. That's just a lot going on. That's a lot of dog. You know, when I go home for Christmas, my, my siblings all bring their dogs, and it's four big dogs. Not Great Dane big, but big dogs. And it's a lot. It's it's stressful. We love it them, but it's stressful. stressful. To have three Great Danes, man, whew. Like, I, their heads are bigger than my heads. My Well, my head. No wonder his play is dipped. <laughs> bigger than your heads? My head. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Now we're getting to the, this is the part that Their will brain might you. be bigger than my brain, too. <laughs> so, okay, here, keep moving on. Joe Burrow, he has a miniature gold noodle that he, he got with his girlfriend, named him Bo. That's cute. Okay. Okay. Travis Kelsey, who oh. we all love. He got a dog darling named Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured they'd adopt one saying, well, she has a cat, you know. Dog named Red. No. Dog name. What is this? Nineteen eighty nine. He has a golden noodle that he adopted, named him Rambo, and a Pomeranian Husky mix, mix named Chauncey. Pomeranian Husky mix. Wow. Something be happening there. Okay, so <laughs> that's that's, so not, that's a weird mix. I always do wonder about this with athletes too. Like Travis Kelsey doesn't live with Taylor Swift, or no. at least not full time, and he has a very demanding job. Yes. So does, does he she? have like a, a dog nanny though? Okay, it would be the same thing for her. Do they have like a dog nanny of well, some sort? Well, I know that Taylor, you know, because she has a cat, she travels with the cat. Okay, that's I guess. She, that's and easy. so, um, I'm sure that, I'm sure that, you know, Travis when he travels, he has a dog sitter. Or, yeah, or I, a dog I mean, even nanny. like a day like today. I mean, he could be he could be in the facility all day some of these days. Well, I'm sure you know he has I mean? a dog nanny. Or I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm sure he has a yeah. housekeeper. Oh, I'm sure. That's that's that there twenty four seven. Or a cook. I mean, think all these singles. Jeeves. Yeah, yeah. they do. You know. mm-hmm. <laughs> he can afford it. Uh okay. George Kittle. He adopted a black poodle mix and the dog walks around the house wearing a Batman shirt and he likes to watch Batman. So he called him Bat Dog. Okay. Like well, I that. think that's cute. Now, I like that. Here's my favorite one. My favorite. Juju Smith-Schuster, Schuster mm-hmm. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, now the New England Patriots, yeah. He got a French Bulldog mix, which, have you ever seen those dogs? Mm-hmm. They are so cute. I mean, they're just stubby and cute. Well, he actually launched a social media account on Instagram and um, Twitter, and the dog's name is Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, no wonder it's your favorite. So up my 
up my alley. I love it. Bougie. So um, those are your football players that are very involved, not only in their community, but also with, you know, the humane societies in their areas and um, are, are actually doing, um, you know, making examples of themselves of, you know, just don't talk about helping, but actually help and go yeah. and adopt. Yeah. And I do know that, you know, here in Waco and even Temple and Belton, their shelters are pretty full. Yes. So those dogs need homes. Look, I'm giving a PSA announcement, little plug. But, yeah. Um, so, you know, go by and, um, you know, uh, it's cold there, too. I mean, yes. even though they're inside, there's, it's still cold. not a cold. good time of year. And so, you know, if you have time this weekend, please go. And they do have free days where you can adopt. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. you know, and they will actually, like my last dog I had, I adopted from there his name was cage and you know they take him to the vet for you before you pick him up do all your paperwork and um that's it and um you know go go adopt a dog yeah and they also they're really big into like they're looking for fosters a lot too yes, which i think a lot of people don't really especially think during about. cold weather yes yes you can foster a dog they'll even give you the dog food and you yes. can foster as long they make as you it want it's so easy yes and we 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 fostered a dog that the neighbors left so this dog was always outside, always, never went inside. Mm-hmm. And so last year, like in the winter, it was like tearing us apart, right? And in the summer, the people right, literally right next to us, they left for three weeks or so. And left the dog there? And so we were like, huh, we haven't heard much from the dog. They must have taken him, thank God. And then one day I'm going out to bring out the trash, and there's the dog who has snuck out of the backyard finally. And Bless so heart. we just said we can't. We can't do this. So we we took him in, uh, and we fostered him, and they ended up coming back. We thought they had moved. That's how long they were gone. Oh. And they just left the house, and they did come back, and we're like, fuck. It was still within, like, the 48, 72 hours, whatever it is, that they can just take the dog back. We left a note on the door, never heard from them. Wow. And wow. he lived with us for four months. Wow. And they never said a word. Well. Poor thing. I mean, we had to teach it how to be in a house. Like, it didn't yeah. know how to walk on hardwood floors. And but I bet he... F- the dog felt really real love. Yeah, and you know, we, you know so. we, absolutely, and he was a pain in the butt. I'll tell you, and we couldn't keep him forever. We brought him back to the humane society in a slow time for them, and he was adopted within two days. That's awesome. It was just the perfect That's scenario. Awesome. So it does make a difference. Yeah, no you, free ads, but go foster a dog if go, you can. Yeah, if you're if thinking you about it, yes, definitely. And you're not ready for a 15 year commitment, even. 15 years. And you want to see how it's going to work with other dogs, how it's going to work in your house, just do a foster. And this they'll let really you. They'll it. let you keep it for yeah. two days oh, yeah. a week. And, um, and during the cold weather, again, they look for people. To take. I mean, I've, I've even seen it online. Hey, it's going to get really, really cold. If anybody can foster for the next few days. Please was, help. Yeah, please help. Yeah. So if you want to bring them into your home and, and keep them warm. And if you can't do that, take some blankets by there because mm-hmm. they yes. can always use All some blankets. So. Yes. All so right. anyway, there you go. Adopt a dog. Thank Foster you. A dog. Happy You're Friday. Welcome. Always a good thing. Happy Friday. Go Cowboys. And nobody boo me. Go Chiefs. Uh... <laughs> All right. Thanks, Steph. Coming up next. <laughs> well, it didn't take the Patriots very long. We'll talk about it next. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. To me, it was kind of a rude awakening for the ponies. Paid their way to be with the big boys in a Power 5 conference. I don't think we should read too much into these bowl games, but if you're going to complain that you should be in a New Year's Six Bowl, you better go handle 
a 6-6 six and six ACC team. Matt Mosley, weekdays from 3 to 6 on ESPN Central Texas. Paparola's Pizza, Waco's oldest family-owned pizzeria, with two locations to serve you better, Valley Mills Drive and Hewitt Drive. Come down in for a unique experience or use their convenient drive-thru on the way home. Order online at paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. That's paparolos.com and use the coupon code online for 10% off your order. Paparolos, voted the best pizza in Waco. It's Matt Mosley. You can make the decision right now to get lasting relief from that awful joint pain for 2024. Don't go another year compromising because of that pain in your knees or shoulder or like my neck, for instance. Call QC Kinetics now. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative non-surgical pain relief. No drugs, no surgery, no downtime. This is not a Band-Aid. This is a revolutionary treatment that can get you moving again, get your life back. And listen, it's non-surgical. It's very important. If this is the year you decide to fight back against that pain, take the first step now. Call QC Kinetics. Get a free consultation on the calendar. Call 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. QC Kinetics, 254 254- Four one five four one zero zero. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. 2024 is here, and it couldn't be a better time to purchase your next new Chevrolet. For an example, Silverado is as much as $10,000 off. Traverse is $5,000 off. And the all-new Equinox, $3,000 off. And we also have the largest selection of new and pre-owned inventory folks that we've seen in years. And we don't play any of the games or gimmicks, just honesty and transparency. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're only a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Find new roads. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. This is a dip into the 70s here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Late, Late 70s, 70s? Early 80s. Yeah. Off the wall. Still plenty of funk, I'll say that. Yeah, Michael Jackson's first solo album. This is one of my favorite Jackson singles. That's, yeah, a, that's great a good song. one. That's a really good it's song. It's a good one. All right. As we go into the Super Wild Card weekend. There we go. Got it. Yesterday, and Bill Belichick, best coach in NFL history, possibly, arguably, yeah. for a lot of people. I mean, he'd be at the top of the list for a lot. He'd be two for some. But he's definitely, in my mind, probably the best that's ever done it. I would agree with you. He steps away from the game, and people are like, what? What's going on? What? Kind of saw it coming. Kind of had the thought midseason that, hey, this may be it for Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. It's just not. It's not the same as it was. It's a surreal day when it happens, though. But, yes, you still go, oh, wow, it happened. Right? and And if Bob Kraft stands up on the podium and says, yeah, you know, we haven't been that good, you know, haven't made the playoffs the last two seasons. But if you guys think I'm cutting bait with the best coach in, in the history of the NFL, you're crazy. And some people might still push back, but I think the majority of the public, the rooting public would be like, oh, you know, he's got a good point. <laughs> right. You know, uh, I, I think that's just the, mo- the way most people would have reacted. But I, like you, not terribly surprised it happened, just weird when it does You're happen. still taken back by it because it's Belichick. Yes, and, and now the way the timeline is played out with what happened today does make me feel a little weird. About it. I, and, and I'm going to ask this. <laughs> was this set in place before Belichick walked out into the public and said, hey, I'm done? I, the way that this thing so rapidly turned, I think the conversation had already been had, hey, look, Bill, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put this guy in your place. Give yourself a chance to say goodbye and go down the road. I really think yes. that that conversation happened in Kraft's office. Yes. And maybe between all three of them. Yes, and I think it's in, it, it's in writing, as, as a matter of fact. So the Patriots hired Gerard Mayo, former linebacker, as their head coach today. He was the linebacker's coach, and I think, I think technically, uh, well, they don't list a defensive coordinator, but he wasn't the defensive play caller. He was more of the defensive game plan guy the last two years, which has been for a pretty good defense. Now... The reason it was able to happen so quickly is because of uh, some of the, the verbiage they had in, in Mayo's contract. So basically, he signed a contract last year to extend as a, as a coach with the Patriots, and it was in writing in that contract that if either this year or the next year, I think that's how it was written, like a two-year window, if Bill Belichick were to not be the head coach, that Gerard Mayo would be the quote-unquote heir apparent. And so with that... It had to be written into the contract for the Patriots to not have to go through no interview all the process, rest of it. right? So, so no Rooney rule, uh, no no bringing in two minority coaching. Like you know, you don't have to interview anybody. They can bypass that by making Gerard Mayo the head coach, and that's that's what's happened. We knew there was something in the contract that said he couldn't interview to be a head coach anywhere else for a certain time frame. I think that was two cycles, and so. We now learn from reports today, and that was, that's what makes sense with how quickly this happened, is that it was also written in his contract that he would be the next head coach. Which, 
it's it's surprising in that Kraft is clearly still traumatized from what happened 28 years ago now, 27 years ago. It was January of 97 when Parcells, Bill Parcells had essentially agreed to be the Jets head coach the week in between the Super Bowl that he was about to coach the Patriots in, which is crazy, right? But we know that was a reason why he kind of went with Belichick in the first place, was like, I'm going with my gut now. I don't want to go through this Parcells thing again where I where I trusted a guy a bit too much. And I think that is now a ripple effect still of, I want to get the next guy in line now. And I thought for years, he probably thought it was going to be Josh McDaniels. And McDaniels went a couple other places. They didn't have anything in writing. And I think that what happened 28 years ago, six months before I was born, by the way, that that has a ripple effect on the decision the Patriots announced today or confirmed today, but made a year or two ago with Gerard Mayo to be their next head coach. Would it be the way I would go? No, I, I don't love it as a fan. Just the process of it all. I Mayo could be a good coach and everyone raves about him. And he's certainly put together some great defensive game plans for a bad team the last two years. Um, but I just with Vrabel out there to not even contact him is, I, I think, a mistake. And hopefully not a mistake out on the field, and hopefully Mayo has a ton of success, but it just seems crazy that that's the way that they've gone with it. Not just picking Mayo, a guy with no experience, that's one thing, but to not even entertain the idea of anyone else. That, to me, is the biggest question. Why do you not fly in Vabral? Why do you not fly in yeah. Pete Carroll? I Why just, do you not fly in anybody else that, that might be a head coach candidate and just at least at least talk to them? Right. Bounce right. some ideas off of them. Find out what they're thinking. Before you – uh-oh, breaking news. Go ahead. Uh, Mark Schlabach and Chris Lowe from ESPN just reported that Washington's Caleb DeBoer is – currently negotiating a contract to replace Alabama's Nick Saban, sources told ESPN. If the deal gets done, DeBoer, who is 49, would inherit one of the best jobs in college football and one of the best rosters. So after Lanning and earlier today, Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian, and who else got a pay increase that I'm not thinking of? Uh, Norvell. Norvell, yeah, three of them did, yeah. Mm -hmm. All of them – Sarkeesian, they're still working on it, but the the story came out that he's right, staying and he's, he's getting staying, a raise. Yeah. Norvell and Lanning already did, so it looks like it's going to be DeBoer. Hmm. Surprised by that? I yes, I am a little bit. I I'm am not really. Bit. I would have expected Kiffin more so, but doesn't stun me. He's got a very similar resume, <laughs> coaching wise, not off the field, sure, but coaching wise to a. A coach who is currently broadcasting but won three national titles. Started off in NAIA and small schools, won national championships there, moved up to a bigger school, then finally a power five, and then and is now a broadcast. Top tier power five. He likes uh he likes partying with <laughs> college students. Oh, yes, yes, yes. One of the, well, I mean one of the great College coaches of my lifetime, Urban. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Urban Meyer. Mrs. Yeah, no, that's that's actually come to think of it, that resume is fairly similar, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, look, year two to take Washington to the national championship game. It's I, I incredible. say it I really this, is. I use this terminology a lot and I, I think it reflects poorly on programs sometimes. I don't mean it to, but for Kalen DeBoer, you've probably done about as good as you can do at Washington in that you kind of did catch lightning in a bottle here. You had Penix, and you win all these one-score games, and you get to the national championship game. Like, Washington's a good program, don't get me wrong. But if you're Michigan and you lose the national championship game, you think, well, I can get back there and win it. Washington, it, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot, especially moving to the Big Ten. And now this opportunity of, ugh, Penix is leaving. I don't know if I could take this team back. Oh, and Alabama's on the phone. For a guy who has worked his way up through all of these tiers of college football, he's looking at the pinnacle right there. He's just coached the national championship game, and now he could take Alabama. I mean... It's the best job in America. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously for him, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? Washington's a pretty good job. It really is. But when Alabama calls, Alabama calls. I think what you're probably surprised at is probably from the Alabama side then. Yes, because because they have plenty of great options, and I well, would have expected they, Kiffin before. They have but. pick of the litter. You'd think you, you'd you think. go out there. And, Lanning says no. Well, Sarkeesian says no. Norvell gets a lot of money. I don't even know if they asked him. <laughs> he gets a lot of money. <laughs> His agent, who by the way is the agent for every big name college coach, just about may have just said, "Hey, you know, if you want to keep him, we got to get an extension with a raise." That yeah, that would be pretty good agent work too. Not that he doesn't I'm, I'm not raise, sure that he's one of my top candidates. Norvell or DeBoer? Norvell. Okay. Yeah, that was not a name that I was really thinking um, about too me heavily. Either. And, and now that we see today where Florida State's in all kinds of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you don't want that following you around to your program. No, I guess not. I guess not. So, I I don't think he was – I I really thought it was, for me – and we'll get back to the Patriots here in a minute. Uh, for me, I thought it was the idea that you had. Lane Kiffin mm-hmm. was one that I thought would be someone that Alabama would entertain pretty quickly. And I think he'd entertain them pretty quickly. Uh, yes. Like, I think that was a, a almost a perfect match. Right. Not that he was the number one choice, but proven guy who knows your system that you want and that would also jump ship from another conference team to get there. Same conference team. And I don't think it would take him very long either. No. No. And the other one's Dabo Sweeney. I really thought, and look, I get it. Did I convince you on that one? Or was yeah. that, okay, okay. Yes, because. Bumping my tires a little bit. Because of the fact, I, I, I've i been hearing, well, Clemson's not the same Clemson. And I don't care. The guy took a, a program that was in shambles and got him to national championships. Like, as good as they can ever get. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, and he's an Alabama guy. And the other thing I was subconsciously, I think subconsciously, because I'm only realizing it now, thinking about the Dabo Sweeney thing is, has there been a coach that has seemed more annoyed the last couple years than Dabo Sweeney? No. Like, Saban can be a little curmudgeon but (laughs) Dabo will complain about anything. Mm -hmm. Not that he's not a great coach, but... He would find 
a problem with anything. He really would. Like, to the point where I think I was just subconsciously thinking, does he want out? Like, does he want something else? Like, is he bored of this or something? Because he just seems so annoyed by everything happening in college football, whether it be on the field or the NIL stuff, which we know he doesn't like either. He, he doesn't like that either. And, I mean, let's face it, this is, this is what happens in college football. His, after die, yeah. His staffs have been poached yep. down to the bone. And yep. he hasn't been able to replenish them as well as probably he should have been able to. That's what makes the great ones so great. Saban had a new OC every year. Mm-hmm. It was the it was the coaching rehab, right? And that's what that's what makes it so great. Because if you get to that to that level, you're gonna get poached. You're gonna. And we haven't seen LSU uh, recover fully from when they got poached after the championship nope. in 2019, including some that benefited us here for a little bit, um, a little bit, or. Or to your point, Clemson, you know, I mean, the best assistant he probably ever had was Brent Venables. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since he's left, things have gone downhill there. So that's well, even that's Chad Morris, when he was there as the yeah, OC. True. Yeah, Chad I mean, Morris, that was the, the best big, OC big job that guy. Chad Morris ever did. Yeah. He had some great talent with him, but that offense was creative. Right. And it got him to a national championship. Now, he went and tried his hand at head coaching and it hadn't worked out for didn't him. Work out. No. But when he was at Clemson, that was one of the best offenses in college football history. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was surprised he was able to get Garrett Riley for the same for the same job. I know Clemson's a better job than TCU, but I would have thought Garrett Riley could have sat back for another year and got a head coaching job somewhere. Um, but he was able to do that, and, and the offense didn't get much better with him and Cade Clubman Mm-mm. this year. So, yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me if he was in there for an interview or anything like that. And... If you're Alabama, that's an easy sell. Even if you don't believe in him, it's an easy sell. You know, this is a guy who has won two national championships. I mean, this is the most decorated guy on the market, and he's an Alabama alum. I mean, look what he did with Clemson. Imagine what he could do with the foundation that Nick Saban set. But it looks like Kalen DeBoer. I'm a little bit shocked. He just wouldn't have been one of the top probably five guys on my list. Not that he's not a good coach. I think he is a good coach, but A, it's a limited sample size at this level. Mm-hmm. He's won everywhere he's been, though. I'll give him that. And he's turned around teams everywhere he's been. And it just didn't have the natural links that those other guys have. The Dabos, the Lane Kiffins, the Sarkeesians, all of those guys. Even a Dan Lanning. Yeah. It all made more sense. Bill O'Brien has more of a link, but I don't know if he would be a better option than Galen DeBoer, but more of a link. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a little bit surprising to me. And you have to, I mean, you, you mentioned it a few minutes ago, too. I think in Washington this past season, he kind of caught lightning in a bottle. And as yeah. my dad has always said, coaching, hey, it's better to be lucky than good. And I think that there is a lot of luck involved with the Huskies this year. Yeah, and and, and I don't think that means he's going to go to Alabama and not be successful. Like, I do think he's a coach, but I think that's probably the best way to put it. I mean, put it this way. If he stays at Washington five years, do you think he gets back there? Probably not. No. Even in the playoff, I mean, I don't that's, think, that's a big Washington, jump for even Washington. If he's, even if he's there next year, they don't make the Final Four next no, year. No, that, that's, that's a big, big deal for Washington. You know, I, it's, it's one heck of an accomplishment. Uh, I'm, I'm try- and I'm trying to think of a good example of this elsewhere in college football, and I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it really is. It's, it's lightning in a bottle, and we have seen coaches, Well, TCU last year. 
That's yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I mean that was lightning in a bottle, but that was absolutely lightning and, and in a bottle. I understand twelve guys went to the NFL. I get that. That's all there, but right. still, there was a little bit of lightning in a bottle for TCU last year. Yeah, and and I think of it go back more even more old school. Um, Lou Holtz had some good years at Arkansas mm-hmm. and at Minnesota, which Minnesota especially is not an easy place to win. And he didn't say, you know, I'm going to stay here and be a legend when Notre Dame called. He went to Notre Dame. <laughs> he actually had it written in his contract that he could leave for Notre Dame at any time. And that that's what I mean, where he, where he wasn't a 30-something. He was a 40-something, like Kaylin DeBoer. And he knew he had probably done the best he could at these places. I mean, it would be similar to if Mark Stoops actually went to A&M. Mm-hmm. There's no more he could do at Kentucky. I mean, he could have a good living there and have some good teams, but there wasn't any more he could do there. I, I think that's what you're more looking at with Kalen DeBoer of, you know, it's not like he's just ready to jump ship the way Matt Rule was for years looking at NFL jobs. Can't blame him for that. But Kalen DeBoer is probably thinking, yeah, you know, I really liked my time here, but this is Alabama. <laughs> and I, I can't, I, I, this ain't going to come around again. If I stay here for five years, I might get another good job, but I ain't getting Alabama or LSU or Notre Dame or Ohio State on the phone. No. And that's the key. I mean, you just said the key to anything. Yeah, bank on it. You just, I mean, Alabama calls and says, hey, we want to talk. Well, we're talking. Yeah. Plus, I, I'm, on a, talking, I'm, on, man. I'm on my plane and I'm heading that way. Yeah. Plus, I would, I would guess that his contract total is going to be worth somewhere around $100 million. Yes. For probably eight or nine years. Even with the Big Ten money coming in for Washington, they're not going to be able to. Right. No. To give him the money, Alabama, and that's an interesting point too. Number is he the least expensive route that Alabama could go? Of the ones we've talked about, has to be. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sark's getting pretty good money anyway, and obviously leverage this. And yeah, yep, and 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 Kiffin for you know obviously Ole Miss can't do Alabama money, but he's got to be the. I mean, he is the highest paid employee in that state. Even even, pretty well. I mean, yeah, but just even going to Alabama, they could demand more money from Alabama because of who they are. Right. And the skin's on the wall. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the other part of it, too. And Kalen DeBoer. Kalen DeBoer's just glad to be there. Right. Alabama can humble him a little you, bit. You, like, you're going to buy me a ribeye? Okay, yeah. I'm in. Here is here is what we are going to pay you, Kalen. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably how that conversation goes. <laughs> and he it will still probably be more than it is at Washington, and I'm sure his eyes will get real big when he sees that contract. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. But, it. I mean, I, I still think he's probably – Alabama probably looked at this and goes – yeah, he's a good fit. He's also easier on the pocketbook than anybody else. Yes. Yes. I don't know how much Alabama and, worries about it, but definitely less than Well, I mean, I think anybody worries about yeah, it a little sure. bit. For but sure. the other thing is, let's roll the dice on this guy because he's willing to be the guy that follows the guy. Yeah. Yes, and that's something to take into account because I think that's that's a big – Reason why Sark is tweeting out, hook him horns, great day to be a Longhorn. He's not I, taking that job I, I, because he doesn't want to follow Nick Saban, I, and I don't blame him. Yes, I think that's probably probably the case there more so than anything, and, and he does have a good thing going at UT. But, uh, yeah, with, with DeBoer, again, we, we talk about it with the sell of Dabo Sweeney. You know, you say to your boosters and your fans, this guy was just in the national championship game. We weren't. All right? That's that's all you need to know, uh, that we are going to be able to bring in a championship caliber coach after the best who ever do it in college football. 
that is not an easy thing to do, even at Alabama. Because you bring in Lane Kiffin, and that's, to me, a, a really good hire. Or Steve Sarkeesian, that's a good hire. Neither of them have coached the national championship game. Right. You know, so that that is something to think about simplistically, to not overthink it, that he did take Washington to the national championship game. I think he can win at Alabama. He doesn't have the excuse that he can't win at Alabama. No, no way. No. Not that most most people wouldn't have that excuse, but uh, like if you can win at Washington, you can win at Alabama. Should be able to. You'd think. You should You'd be able think. to. If, I mean, again, he's going to have to build the staff the right way. Right. And he's also, too, he's at the age. We I, I talked about this a lot with like Baylor coaching searches, but it is the same way at Alabama where, I mean, he's at the age where he could be there 15 years. You know, he's sure. not even, he's 49, I think Aaron said, 49. You know, it's one of those things where you're not, you don't want an ultra young guy because you don't, you want the experience there. This guy's got tons of experience. And for someone at that age to have the championship pedigree, albeit at some lower levels, as well as getting to the title game with Washington, that is a rarity. That is a rarity that you can get a guy who's that accomplished in college football and you can also have him for 15, 20 years at Alabama. So, be interesting. All right, we'll take the break. When we come back, let's get back to the Patriots and and what they have done with their head coaching position and how does that domino affect the rest of the positions that are open, or does it? That's coming up next on the Press Box. Baylor, Big 12 basketball on ESPN Central Texas. The 14th-ranked Bears hosting Cincinnati Saturday evening in Foster Pavilion. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Follow the Bears through the Big 12 Conference with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the flagship station for Baylor basketball, ESPN Central Texas. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Did you know now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle? I'm Kyle Tomlinson, general manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. 
We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Did you know that a male ostrich can roar like a lion? Did you know that in Japan you can buy watermelons shaped like pyramids? Or that ketchup was originally sold as a medicine? Hi there, this is the Foundation Doctor. I bet something else you didn't know is that foundation movement can often be stopped by injecting soil stabilizer into the soil around your home. It's true. At the Foundation Doctor, we have our own proprietary solution called Stable Soil. Stable Soil is a quick, inexpensive application that stabilizes the soil under your home. It's fast-acting, long-lasting, and puts a stop to those pesky cracks and sticking doors. Only the Foundation Doctor offers this revolutionary product. So give the doctor a call of the day at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Try to be best, cause you're only a man, and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe, though the goal Welcome back to the Press Box here on ESPN Central Texas. Halfway through the 1 o'clock hour, J-Mo. Matt Mosley coming up next here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's get back to the New England Patriots a little bit before we heard the news about Alabama and what direction they may be going. The job hasn't been offered to him as of yet, but he's there. And it looks like that this is a done deal. Working out some details. Yes, absolutely. Back to Jared Mayo. Now is the youngest coach in the NFL – taking over that title from Sean McVay. And we were talking before we got into the Alabama discussion about, is this the right move for the New England Patriots? This was already in the works before Belichick came out to the public and said, hey, I'm moving on. What does this do to the Patriots? You're a longtime Patriot fan. Uh Yep. What does this do in the locker room? Is this uplifting in the locker room what does this do with the support staff that coordinators he's going to have to find his coordinators and and be able to get them on board I mean this is a lot for a guy to take take over oh by the way you're following the best that's ever done it yes yeah we mentioned that about Alabama yeah no different here with Belichick yeah and I think from a locker room standpoint, this is actually where it is a win because we've heard for years how much the players love working with with Gerard Mayo and and especially on the defensive side. And he's always been a big locker room guy. Of course, he's a former player, so that plays into it. Um, and that hasn't always been the case, you know, in any NFL room, but specifically the Patriots. They've had a lot of guys who didn't play in the NFL. Um, so I think that that's where it's where it's nice for the Patriots. That's where it's a slam dunk is with the players. 
you and I both know that that only goes so far. And where the the pause for concern is, is he's never been even a coordinator, let alone a head coach. And that doesn't always work out. I know Andy Reid was never a coordinator, but it, it's rare. It's rare. And what I my question about this is, if you're using the excuse or using the reasoning that the game has passed Belichick by a little bit and the Patriot way isn't a thing anymore, okay, fine. The last couple of years certainly proves that. Then why promote from within for a guy who has literally only played for and has only coached under Bill Belichick? You know, if we're wanting to keep this in-house, first off, there were other names out there that you could have kept you know, the Patriot in it. You know, Brian Flores is one. Josh McDaniels is one. You know, not saying those guys would be great head coaches, especially in the case of McDaniels. But there's other ways to look if you're Robert Kraft and you want to keep it Patriot, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't just have to put it in someone's contract who, that that they had to be the, the next head coach. And I think part of it was because they knew that Mayo was going to get looks through the Rooney rule, which I think is a stupid rule, but I understand why they have it. And I think that's why it was probably written in there in the first place. Um, but you also said he's going to be the heir apparent head coach. So you, you knew he was had you knew you wanted him to be the head coach. I, I am surprised that they didn't give anyone else a shot. I you, you know how I feel about Vrabel. I, I like him. I'm not going to say he's a Super Bowl coach or anything like that, but I like him as a coach. And he is a Patriot guy, uh, but has also expanded his horizons. He played for other teams. He coached at Ohio State. He coached, been a head coach somewhere else in the NFL. You know, there's there's others. There's more than one way to bake a cake. And I think if you're Robert Kraft and the Patriots right now, you are dying to find the other ways to bake a cake. And they have said, ah, you know, we still like the recipe, but we want this guy as the chef instead. A guy who hasn't ever put anything in an oven, <laughs> you know. I th- I think I've always liked Mayo and the defensive game plans he's put together. I think he's done a really good job with that. But you just don't know with making that jump to a head coach, especially if you've never even been a coordinator, at least on paper, the coordinator. And speaking of that portion of it, how, to your point earlier, what does he do with the staff? Mm-hmm. Does he, I mean, he can probably actually keep a good amount of these guys, I'd imagine. But dude, does he want to do that? Does the organization want him to do that? We've We've seen... An organizational failure the last couple of years. Uh, you know, it can he keep Steven Belichick on as a defensive coordinator and hope that he doesn't want to follow his dad wherever he goes and and bring in someone like Chad O'Shea, who's a name that doesn't pop off the page. Not many people know him, but he's the passing game coordinator for the Browns, which has done pretty well passing the ball this year with bringing Joe Flacco off the couch. And he was a Patriot staffer for years, mainly on the defensive side. So is is that the direction he goes? Because he doesn't have this Rolodex of contacts that a Mike Vrabel would. You know, Vrabel could be picking guys from, you know, Tennessee, Ohio State, other, you know, guys who were at Ohio State with him who are now in the NFL now. You know, he, he has a lot more. He's been around a lot more. And so that's that's my concern as a Patriot fan is – is there too much Patriot still there? Because it has not been the Patriot way the last couple of years. It has been a, a failure from the top down, and I trust in this owner to to make a good decision with it. 
but are we keeping too much in-house now? Because it wouldn't surprise me if he has a lot of the same staff next year, if he's able to retain these guys, because you know we don't know what the market is for Belichick yet, and it could be it could be something where he's not getting many phone calls for next year. We don't know. I doubt it. I think he will get calls, and I think he will coach somewhere next year. But how many of those guys are going to follow him versus how many want to stay in New England who have coached alongside Mayo as well? I don't know. I, I think his son goes with him. I, w- I would think so. I think that would I, be a tough ask to keep I, him there. I think I think they're both in Atlanta next year. Atlanta. So that's your new one. Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. And I can I, see that. I think that that's because I think that he'll get a little bit of control down there. Yeah. I think so. that would probably be what, what puts him over the top. Because I, I we and we talked about this through, throughout the week. If there is a team that is on the cusp of something, whether that's, you know, ready to be a playoff team, to me, Belichick's the perfect guy because we don't know that he can develop offensive skill position players. Mm-hmm. He developed one that was pretty good, and that was Tom Brady. <laughs> that was pretty. That was an okay job. Charlie Weiss had a big hand in that too. Um, but if you're a team that has a good roster in place, and like we talked about with Vegas, would be willing to give up some draft capital for Belichick to evaluate talent and bring in the right guys, that's the perfect coach to bring in. Short term, we just need something to get us over the top. This guy has gotten more teams over the top in the last 20 years than anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, but I don't know what that team is. Maybe it's Vegas. I don't, but other than I don't, that, I don't think Vegas. The team I'm thinking of when I'm describing that kind of team that's ready to go over the top, honestly, is like a Cowboys, not like a Raiders. Well, yeah. You know, that that's that's the kind I mean, of team if, I'm thinking if, of. If or my, the Packers or something. If Mike McCarthy gets beat by the Packers on Sunday. We're talking Belichick Cowboys next week? I, I'm <laughs> thinking. I mean. I said it in October. I wouldn't be shocked. Because he's a team that he's got to Because it's Jerry Jones. Yeah. I would not be shocked. And honestly, I wouldn't even. I, even seeing what Belichick's done the last couple of years, I wouldn't even blame Jerry for that. Because for that same reason of like, Jerry's thinking. I've got at best a year or two left in this kind of window here before I got to start some, some, some serious cap hits. And I have seen the game plans this guy puts together. I know that players respect him. Players will take discounts to come and play for him. That, that was even true up through this year with a bad Patriots team. And he can get me over the top. Mm-hmm. It's not as crazy as some people in the car are thinking right now. It's really not. Now, if they go to the conference championship game, the Cowboys, I mean, it's all out. Then it's it's done. Yeah, it's not happening. But but if they there get, is a world if they where get that run off the field Sunday, which I don't think they will. I doubt but it. just yeah. I mean, stranger things have happened. We we've seen them lay an egg before. Oh yeah, seen them do it against the Packers. Better Packers teams than this, but yes. Yes. By the way, Des caught it. <laughs> I'd agree with you actually. <laughs> as much as I love to just make fun of it. That was ridiculous. That was bad. We don't need to rehash the whole thing. But, I, I mean, yeah, I, I I think there are desperate teams out there that will take a waiver on Bill Belichick. Oh, I do, and too. And Atlanta would probably be one of them. You know, they, they went the more conventional route with Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. It was very uninspiring uh, on the field, off the field. Atlanta would be someone that would just be like, you know, Bill, we're going to let you do your thing. You cook the dinner and you shop for the groceries and you can say whatever the heck you want to the media. We don't care. You can cut whoever you want. You know, we know you cut Bernie Kosar 30 years ago and everyone hated it. You can do that again, too. 
we're trusting you. We're putting it all on you. We're giving you the keys to the car. Yes. And again, I I do think a team will do that. Just know it is a short term. The guy's 72. Yeah, I I mean. not getting him for 10 years. I think a couple of years at best. Yeah. And that's why you've got to give him full control. Let him do his thing. Let him break Don Shula's record. Maybe get you to the playoffs. I don't know. Catch lightning in a bottle. I hate to use that term again, but yeah. get get to a conference championship game with Bill Belichick you know, and, and solidify his status in in the coaching world. You know what it kind of reminds me of? I'll I'll tap into your fandom a little bit here. Bobby Knight, Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Not quite to that extent because I think Belichick can still win, but I think Tech was like, we got to try something. We've stunk at basketball for a long time. We bring in Bobby Knight. All of a sudden, there is hype around our team. We'll give him all the control. National attention. Right. And, and you know, maybe the game has passed him by, but maybe we get to, you know, competing for conference championships here. Maybe we're in the NCAA tournament year after year. That's a possibility. And so I think if you're someone like the Falcons or the Raiders or someone like that, you're thinking, you know, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he, his Super Bowl window is closed. But he's also won six, so maybe not. I'll take that risk, and we can, you know, we can have a lot of attention, and we can do well in season tickets, and that's great. But we can also make the playoffs with him, and we got a seat at the table. You know what I mean by that? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it, absolutely. For some of these teams, these franchises, I think it's worth the risk, and the risk is you win five games each of the next two seasons, and you you're setting it up for the next guy for a rebuild. That's the worst, and that stinks, but you also, I think it's more probable than not that you're making a run towards the playoffs. Even a bad Patriots team last year was was in the playoff picture in Week 18. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, you're still, if you've got, if you like your roster even a little bit, that's a guy who can get you to the playoffs. Well, and it's also the parity of the league. Right. I mean. Especially, by the way, the NFC South, which we haven't touched on yet. Right. Ha, ha, ha. It's it's going to be pretty easy to win that division the next couple of years, man. Yeah. Anyway. But yes, the parity of the league, absolutely. And it's something that Belichick has had all his success during the salary cap era, the free agency era. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's the best evaluator of talent out there, as we've seen the last couple of years. But he can he can get you to the playoffs, man. And in the NFC South, and, he might win you the division with a couple weeks left. And his talent evaluation is still... Great as far as defensive, defensive players, side of the but ball. He just fantastic. doesn't have an eye for offensive players. They've been terrible drafting. Nope. Multiple times they've tried to draft a receiver who's who's washed out of the league already, and then two spots behind them, you know, uh, all pro goes. Yeah, George Pickens, by the way, picked one after uh, Tyquan Thornton. Oh, okay, DK yeah, Metcalf and then uh, there was Nikhil somebody Harry. right after Nikhil Harry too. Uh, I think Metcalf was further down in the draft, but he was definitely yes, behind. Yes, he was the a second-round pick, yes. and the kill yes. Harry was late first. But he's probably the next receiver taken. I think that's right. Uh, and a, a good stat, too, by the way, with Gerard Mayo being named the head coach of the Patriots, Belichick now has two coaches in the NFL, head coaches, that he drafted in 2008. So in one draft, he got two NFL head coaches. He has now drafted more NFL head coaches, two, then he's drafted 1,000-yard receivers, which is zero. Wow. So he actually already had that, but now he's, he's adding on to that. <laughs> Two to nothing in that category. 
You mentioned the Raiders being a possible landing spot. I don't know that it's out, but I think that the Raiders are going to stay with Antonio Pierce. I just think. Can you convince you? Well, I, I thought I mean, that even before. Yeah. I, I thought he's that even before Q brought that up because of the job he's done and because of the way the locker room responds to him. And I think that's huge for Davis. And I think part of that, too, was especially what we found out after he left. The locker room did not like Josh McDaniels at all. None. Which I'm not terribly surprised at because we heard the same thing in Denver. Uh, they love him as an OC. They don't love him as a head coach. Um, and I think we, when we talked about this the other day, the the best thing for Antonio Pierce that happened this season, which also might have been detrimental to the Raiders, was they kept winning. Mm-hmm. They were winning games. They got the 13th pick in the draft for a roster and a team that looked like it was heading with the turmoil, especially heading to four and 13, like the Patriots did, but they didn't, they, they won games. I think they were like eight and nine. So there is something to that. You know, the, 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 the locker room not only rallied around him, but he won football games and he'll probably keep essentially the same staff that they had a ton of momentum with. So I don't think that's a bad call. Antonio Pierce. I, I And I think it's a fit. I mean, if you had told me this two months ago, I would have said, you're crazy. He's an interim. That's it. Nothing right. More. I, I would agree but, with you. But you're right. I mean, the momentum with the Raiders was as good as any team that didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So, I could see that. Uh, yeah, I was the more thinking of the Raiders of that kind of scenario like I was talking about, of a team that needs a little something more to get over the top. That 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 profile I do, I do would fit. too. Uh, I mean, but also, Seattle would fit that profile, and they're not going for Bill Belichick. You know, no. so it it's... It's all about a fit. I I know we talked to Kyle about this, but isn't Dan Quinn just that's a done deal, right? It would be nuts if it wasn't. I would say that. It would be nuts if it wasn't. Um and yes, he's got, he's gonna go through the interviews and the other places, and no doubt the other places will want him, but that has to be a done deal. And I will say about this with the Patriots higher too. That gives other teams a lifeline with the Mike Vrabel thing, especially Washington. Yeah. A lot of teams are like Mike Vrabel, and now he's still out there, which is crazy. I don't think he's out there long. No. Maybe wrong. I don't know. We'll take the break. We come back. We'll put a bow on this one and take a look at the super wildcard weekend. Get our picks coming up next from the press box. Recently on the John Moore Show. Jim Haller, our guest. Well, first of all, it's hard to believe that I never coached a game in there and it's been open 36 years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I tell you, I've enjoyed that arena. It's brought a lot of great memories to Baylor fans. And as great as it's been, I am so excited about what the Foster Pavilion mean for the future of both of these programs. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at mayatfuels.net. That's mayatfuels.net. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project. 
Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Don't miss the all-new Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Hundreds of tables of guns, knives, ammo, and accessories. Whether a first-time buyer or looking for that special piece to add to your gun, knife, or military collection, they have what you're looking for. Visit their website, BeltonGunShow.com, or call 817-732-1194. The Belton Premier Gun Show at the Bell County Expo Center this weekend only. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at IncommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing lender you're listening to espn central texas live from the allen samuel studios super wild card weekend coming up and it starts tomorrow at nrg stadium in houston browns and texans cleveland a one and a half point favorite mm. over the texans i'm sorry I'm, Joe. I'm not buying that they love flacco I guess. I personally like the Texans a little bit better. I, I have said that. I think that's the best game of the weekend. I like the Texans a little bit better. I like them a lot better. A lot better? Yeah, I really do. You think Flacco's out of rhythm a little bit? Mm, well, he did sit last week. He did sit. And he's coming off the couch. I, I, I like Houston's defense a little bit better. I, I And think- I think... I, I think quarterback play is fairly even, but I am a big C.J. Stroud guy. Like, I think he can go off and have a big game, uh, like a 380-yard a game. I, I really think he can. I think it's going to be the Texans. I'll take the Texans. In this I'll one. take them, too, at home, as long as it's not raining inside the stadium like it was on Monday. <laughs> that was not good. Second straight year that's happened in the national championship game, right. by the way. <laughs> They've played in domes where it's rained in. Yeah. All right. The game were all three. By the way, Aaron, you going with Texans? Yes. Okay. I think they win. All right. The game were all boycotting. <laughs> although yes. I, although I want to see it just because of the weather. I do too. I really want. I really want to see it, and I think it's going to be a damn good football game. Mm-hmm. I want to see how Mike McDaniel can vape with all this. He's going to have the hood and the hat and the <laughs> face mask. How is he going to be able to do that? I don't know. Dolphins and Chiefs coming up tomorrow night on Peacock. I'm still look. I know it's going to be cold, which makes it anybody's game. I know both offenses have been extremely disappointing since week eight. Yeah, but I'm going to have to go with Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, I got to pick quarterback at the end of the day, and it's Mahomes. I could see like a 16 to 13. Like genuinely, I could see this being just a slugfest. I'm going to take the Dolphins, and there's oh. no there's no data to support that, and they're going to be walking into. Terrible weather. Of course, the Chiefs are too. They're a little bit more used to it, but nobody's used to this bad of weather. Yeah. But honestly, I I think 
uh, Devon Achan, Achan, excuse me, goes for about 200 yards in Ooh. snow, and, and they win. You want it to happen too, don't you? I don't care either way. I mean, I'll have him okay. in some dailies, but um, <laughs> I actually root for Mahomes. I, I, I just think he's a once-in-a-lifetime player, and I grew up when Jordan was in his prime, but I didn't appreciate it because I wasn't a Bulls fan. I didn't dislike him. I just didn't watch because I was, you know, yeah. I was a – you got you got I mean, a Mavericks fan. You got a second crack at it. You got to appreciate Brady for so long. That yeah. I, I, absolutely, and and then kind of doing that with Mahomes, but they've been really bad on offense for the last two months. Yeah, and not very good overall as a team. I I think the Bronco the Broncos the uh, Dolphins will, will win a close game. All right. Coming up on Sunday, Steelers and Bills. It'll also be very snowy. Expecting yeah. 10 inches of snow in Buffalo for the Steelers and the Bills. And, oh, by the way, Mike Tomlin is rumored to be heading to Washington to take over the Commanders. Is that huh. a distraction for the Steelers? Or do the Steelers, I mean, do they really have a chance anyway? I'm taking the Bills. I didn't think they had a chance anyway. And if they're, and if it was just cold there, I would take the, I'd take the Bills by 17 points. Yeah. But, yes, I think they still win Buffalo. Yeah, and the Bills have been one of the best teams in the league the past month. Yeah, they, They've got some kind of really quietly, great – Kind of quiet. Yeah, they got wins over the Chiefs, the Cowboys. I'll take Dolphins. the Bills. Dolphins, yeah. All right. Afternoon game at AT&T, Packers-Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. I think they get it done, but I think it's a lot closer than people think. I already picked the Texans. I am keeping the possibility of an all-Texas Super Bowl in line. All right. Yeah, I think the Cowboys should win this fairly comfortably, if we're being honest. I mean, the run game of, of Green Bay does startle me a little bit to the point where there's just going to be less possessions in the game, um, but I think the Cowboys should win it 24-10. to 10. All right. Aaron? Yeah, I'm uh, uh, Cowboys. All right. Oh, okay. 30, we're looking sinister. 31-17. Okay. Kind of in the middle of both of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Nightcap, Rams, and Lions. I, I know how good the Lions have been, but I think the Rams are the hottest team going into this weekend. I think the Rams get it done. I really want to pick the Lions. I really do. And I, I think this sometimes gets overblown with former coaches, former players, and everything. But Jared Goff is a good quarterback. He still has quite a few deficiencies, and nobody knows that better than Sean McVay and the Rams. Mm-hmm. I think that's what gives them the edge. I, I get the Rams in a close one, and I really want to pick the Lions. Aaron? Rams. Okay. Monday night, Eagles, Buccaneers. Eagles are a mess. They are a mess. I'm taking the Bucks. I'm still taking the Birds. Okay. Oh, I'm taking the Bucks. Uh, Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown the football yet this week, unless he did it this afternoon. And they've been bad anyway. I, I think the Bucks win this easily. All I think right. the Eagles get enough turnovers. They win the game. There's our picks. It's not a, it's not a blowout, though. Super <laughs> wild card weekend. Hey, stay warm this weekend, folks. Take care of yourself. Take care of your pets. Bring them indoors and have a great weekend. And We'll talk to you again on Monday. John Moore is coming up next, followed by Matt Mosley. And we've got Baylor women and Baylor men basketball right here on ESPN Central Texas tomorrow and Cowboys on Sunday. For Cam and Aaron, I'm Ward Whites. Until next time, so long, everybody. Sunday afternoon, it's playoff football with your Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted 